Welcome to Right Way Politics. We do politics the right way, the winning way, and we leave the left way behind. Well, the presidential campaigns are kind of officially underway. That's what happens when you have a nationally televised debate. Uh, all the presidential candidates who qualified, except for former President Donald Trump, on the stage on Fox News. I think it's kind of like preseason. The uh, the starters were on the bench. They didn't see much action on the field. The uh, Donald Trump took this one off and uh, did an interview with Tucker Carlson. And so it was uh, basically the backups who took the field in this first Republican presidential debate. And uh, it was pretty interesting. I, I did not go into this debate thinking that we were going to see some knockout blows or some uh, field coordination about uh, who's leading, who's rising, who's falling, but it was uh, it was a lot of unexpected results coming out of that, and I watched it twice. I didn't want to jump onto the podcast and give you an instant response, because a lot of times these things, after you give it a second viewing, you get a little more perspective, and I did uh, see a couple other uh, campaign analysis and debate analysis programs not many, but a couple over the weekend and kind of agreed with them. But this is what I took as a political pro. And I'll go in the order of speaking time because that was a very wide variety of, of speaking time. A lot of it was helped by the rule that said that if you named somebody, they got a chance to respond. So if two people kept attacking each other, they could dominate the talk time of the debate and people can be... Uh, way down at the bottom of the pack very quickly if everybody ignores them. Um, but even then, uh, time is not everything, uh, but it is uh, important that uh, you get yourself in every 15-minute segment because a lot of people don't watch these debates from beginning to end. Not a whole lot of zingers. I'm going to start at the top with Mike Pence. He dominated the talk time um, almost by a full minute. He was really helped by this. I think Mike Pence had a darn good debate. I couldn't help thinking, oh my gosh, there's George W. Bush, too, uh, up there. I can't, every time I, I see Mike, spent, Mike Pence talking, I see him uh, make a facial expression. I can't help but think of George W. Bush. But Mike Pence was your standard Bush Republican up there. He defended the war in Ukraine and defended his policies. And I think he stood pretty strong on his constitutional argument with Donald Trump. And I think he came out looking very, very strong. I don't think it will mean very much. I just don't think he's the moment that we're looking for uh, in the country. Definitely a good candidate, definitely a qualified candidate. Uh, the part that I, that really struck me was how he kept talking about how he's been in the Oval Office. He's been there. He's been tested. He's been in the West Wing. And, uh, among traditional Republicans, uh, that means a lot. And he might get a little bit of a wedge of being the grown up in the room, but he's got to stay in for the long haul for that to make a ticket. I just don't think I just don't think Mike Pence has what it takes to get past Super Tuesday. But a credible showing and a lot of talk time. His face was on the screen a lot. And there weren't that many attacks on him. And I thought he did well. Second in talk time, Vivek Ramaswamy is... Uh, he may have the biggest flash in the pan uh, collapse uh, in American political history. He 
He played the young entrepreneur, uh, young rich guy, but Mike Pence really slaughtered him, uh, basically said you don't have any foreign policy experience, and it shows. And really think that that and Chris Christie, who's Chris Christie was third in talk time. Chris Christie's been on this stage before. He he obviously knows what he's doing, and he knows how to command a stage, and he knows how to destroy someone. Ask Marco Rubio. Chris Christie filleted him with one shot, and, uh, and Rubio walked right into it for a second helping. But Ramaswamy he's getting ripped apart online. He's obviously not ready for prime time. Uh, he's he's going to have a book coming out someday if he doesn't already. He's going to be good on the talking circuit, but he's not a credible presidential candidate, in my opinion. Chris Christie, <laughs> Ron DeSantis filleted him pretty good. It doesn't look like Chris Christie uh, is in this for anything other than getting a job as a talking head, trying to set himself as the anti-Trump and that's basically all he's talking about. And he's trying to be the grown-up in the room. Unfortunately, Pence already has that title. So Chris Christie is a man without a mission. Uh, he did dominate a lot of talk time in this debate. But it's 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 a rerun. We saw this eight years ago. Didn't really work. And uh, he never really has a foothold. Uh, when you're a governor and you go out with a really low approval rating... You can't brag about what you did in a democratic state. It just, you know, the best thing that Christie did all night was his answer about UFOs. And I thought it was really endearing, but it came at the very end of the debate when most people had already made up their minds about who won and who lost. Ron DeSantis in the middle of the pack in talk time, uh, the bo basically the, the, the bottom of the first half. And, uh, and Ron DeSantis did well. He did a credible job. He said what he needed to say. He rolled out his positions uh, distinctly. They weren't improv lines by any stretch of the imagination, and he really didn't get engaged in a lot of toe-to-toe -to -toe with people. But still, he amassed a good amount of talk time, and he didn't. But he did not step out from that debate. He did not make any big errors. He did not score any big hits. He came in and came out of that debate status quo. So I don't know if that's good enough for August, but uh, when everybody was looking for him to get a big knockout punch scored against him, that didn't happen either. Nikki Haley did okay. Uh, Nikki Haley is, is fifth in talk time. She got a nice little amount of, uh, in my recollection, it was in the first half of the debate where she was really engaging and she kind of fell off afterwards. Um, she, I don't know which segment she's going for. She really is uh, exceptional on foreign policy and pointed that out a number of times and really good communicator, uh, really deserves to be on the stage. Just don't know if she found her message yet. Why Nikki Haley? And, and I don't think your team has discovered that that move. And there's plenty of time to do that. And the votes, votes are not being cast for half a year. But she's got her problem that she had ever since she started is trying to define her candidacy. I don't think she's done that yet. Tim Scott, if anybody has kind of uh, had high expectations and low output, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina really did not do well for himself. Uh, you, you can't play moderate in a debate. It doesn't, it doesn't reward that. And if you're conciliatory and you're another case of very little message, very little 
uh, communication here. I, uh, Tim Scott is a very fantastic orator, great speech maker, did not come across in the debate, can't remember a single message he delivered that scored. And then, but he's in the, uh, he's in the half of the class that makes the top half possible. I don't see Tim Scott getting any kind of momentum to get him into the upper tier at this point. Uh, he may do well in South Carolina. He seems to be a much better candidate than he displayed during that debate, but that debate just, just ignored him. And he had among the lowest talk times of all the candidates. No one really engaged with him and he really didn't engage with others and it really didn't help him. Uh, then there, I, I'm going to put the bottom two basically in the same category because neither of them should be on the stage. Doug Burgum from North Dakota was kind of engaging, but shouldn't be on the stage. Asa Hutchinson from Arkansas shouldn't be on the stage. Um, tried to, to lead the Chris Christie effort of, uh, of the anti-Trump and the, uh, try to be the, uh, the outlier and he wound up being the outlier, uh, lowest amount of talk time. Least amount of talk time and least amount of memorable things to say. Uh, then these guys aren't long for the process. So, what really impacted this debate was who wasn't there, and of course that was uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Trump had said that he was going to be the topic of conversation at this debate. So why bother showing up? Uh, he really wasn't the topic of conversation. This debate went on its own merry way without much of a mention of Donald Trump, except for when the Fox News questioner specifically asked for Trump, but seemed like most people wanted to plot their own course and lay out their own vision and their own platform. And really didn't take a lot of shots at Donald Trump, didn't even mention him very much. But still, Trump is far in the way the winner, because when you come out of a debate like this, where People kind of did slightly better than each other, but nobody really stands out. A mix of these candidates trying to be Donald Trump. It makes it look like Donald Trump has a buy into the final round and everybody else is playing through the draw uh, to try and be the person who gets to play in the finals. Uh, that's the way it looks right now. Winners among this thing, definitely Pence won, but it's not going to mean much. Uh, DeSantis won, but basically having a draw. And Nikki Haley, to a lesser extent, um, I really think Ramaswamy hurt himself badly. He overexposed, and it didn't help him. Chris Christie looked like a rerun, um, and his, you know his his time is over. He's he's about a decade too late for himself. And uh, and Tim Scott is probably the biggest loser out of this debate at all. He just came in with a lot of hope and expectation and then pushed away and did not did not really do fantastically really came out of this looking like Nikki Haley on South Carolina not Tim Scott and Tim really doesn't look like he has the footing to expand his base and to to give a message so if i had to say anything outside of this not trump grouping uh DeSantis and Nikki Haley are probably in the upper tier uh, Mike Pence slightly below that, and the rest are not going to be the nominee and are not even going to make it past the first couple of primaries. This is Brian Kerwin, Virginia political consultant, with my thoughts on the Republican debate. Maybe we'll see a uh, preseason game where the starters can play a few snaps and Donald Trump will show up, and there's no saying 
that somebody else won't get into this election because it's very, very possible that we'll have more candidates coming in. The doors are definitely open for being having an alternative to Trump because there weren't really a whole lot of people in this field that really stood out significantly from the others. But there were a few that dropped out, and they're going to be, as they say in the NFL, some early cuts from this field. So thanks for tuning in to Right Way Politics. Do things the right way. We hope you find your way back to Right Way Politics.